You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's take a drag and bring in Gabe Ramirez, host on 670 The Score in Chicago. Weekend host on the BetQL Network. Covers the White Sox and Bears right there in the Windy City. Good morning to you, Gabe. Let's talk about this White Sox team. Plus 190 (laughs) to win the division. 13-1 in the American League. They went 500 last year. And when I think about this team, I think of so much potential, but some injuries that have set them back. Are they finally going to take the next step this year? Mike, Chelsea, what's going on? Good morning. Uh, before I answer the question about the White Sox, I got to tell you the alternative to cigarettes is marijuana. Uh, it's not called guarantee. Yes. It's called Comiskey. Make sure you Let's guys go. do that. Mike, Mike, do not step foot in the city of Chicago and go to these games that are calling me so that that way I can be there with you and having these, these beers and a deep dish pizza in the summer. The reason why, how are you going to drink if you don't have a base, if you don't have some bread in there? You know, you got to be able to pound some beers and put some deep dish in that pizza. Okay. It's all a part of the summer process. I got to tell you, man, we, I've already got the plan. I'm coming to Chicago. We're going to smoke a bowl. We're going to get so hungry. We're going to crush a pizza, and then we're going to watch the game. So the itinerary is already set. It sounds like you're my best friend already, Mike. Uh, so regarding the, this White Sox team, I mean, extremely frustrating last year. I mean, right, not only for fans, for the organization, but even betters that were out there thinking this team was going to be one that could compete. And not, not, not even just for a World Series, but at least for their own division. And I think that was the most disappointing part of it all. It was a roller coaster ride. I mean, they literally hovered around 500 the entire season. And there were just certain things you could point to when looking at this team as to why they weren't as successful as they should have been. And I think first and foremost, at the top of the totem pole, you can just put Tony La Russa. And, you know, people often talk about, that, you know, culture is an overstated word and it doesn't mean as much as most think. But if you looked at this roster, if you looked at this team and what Tony La Russa did to it, just, you know, you got to be able to lift people up. You look at some of the best managers in the game and that's what they do. I mean, uh, you know, they, they get the best out of their players. And this year, I think Pedro Capole can do just that. I think he's a, a great leader, a great communicator. And when he ha- he also has the ability to talk to a lot of the Latino players that are on the team, getting the best out of them. So it's going to be interesting to see what this what this team can do. I, I genuinely do feel that they'll be a tick better than last year. I'm not necessarily putting all my eggs in the basket, assuming that they'll win the AL Central or even get upwards of, of 88 victories on the season. Uh, but I'm excited to see what they can do for sure. I think that's the problem with the White Sox. From a betting standpoint, you usually aren't getting value on the White Sox because you look at their lineup and they have so much talent. They should be good. It didn't connect last year, but this year they are uh, right behind the Guardians plus 190 to win the Central. Like, do you think that's a, a bet you would make? Because I will say, like, maybe it's a buy low spot for the White Sox after, you know, the disaster that 
not a disaster, but like a season where they underperformed. Do you think there's any value on plus 190, the White Sox, to win their division? Mike, Chelsea, I got to be very, very honest. I mean, I'm a huge White Sox fan, right, more so than the Cubs. And it pains me to say that I would never lay that money down on the White Sox just because I wouldn't. It's like I wouldn't want my heart to break into a million pieces knowing that I've been rooting for this team that I love so much the entire year, and then they lose me some money as well. That, that's why I wouldn't do that. But you're right. I mean, it is a good buy low spot if you're thinking further, right? If you're to say, you know what, if you do think they're going to win the AL Central, then you're probably better off putting some money on them to win the AL just because, the, you know, you're only mm-hmm. a couple of series away from doing so, and I'm sure the numbers bump up significantly. So, so that's somewhere that I would be. Just, and the only reason I say that is because, you know, it's health, Chelsea. It, it's can Eloy Jimenez play more than the 84 games uh, that he did last season. Can uh, Luis Robert Jr. Uh, play more games than he did last year, than the 98 he played last year? You know, you're not going to have a Jose Abreu, a guy that led damn near led the team in damn near every stat last year. So who's going to duplicate or excuse me, replicate those statistics for them? So those are the things that concern me when it comes to the team, and then even just the back half of the rotation. Can Giolito have a bounce-back season, or is he, is he going to be who we saw last year? Um, you have no Johnny Cueto eating up innings at the back half of that rotation. Those are, the, those are the small things that concern me. And then the last one is you know the White Sox are not going to make a significant move come trade deadline or the middle of the season. So what you see is what you're going to get, and I'm not necessarily sure I'm willing to, to, to bet that, especially if it's just 190. We're talking to Gabe Ramirez, host on 670 The Score in Chicago, weekend host on the BetQL Network, and follow him on Twitter at Chicago underscore Gabe. Gabe, I know this is a really generic question to ask, but are these guys ever going to stay healthy? Because I feel like year after year, there's some sort of injury to to a big-name player or two on that roster that really decimates this team. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and, and you could even go like deep into the roster to look at injuries that affect mm-hmm. this team. A guy like Jake Berger – Someone that people thought extremely highly of. They thought he might be able to plug him into that third base role. And so far, this spring training, in four games, he has two home runs, right? He's a, he's a master. He's a guy that can really help the squad. Because last year, they didn't have one guy that hit over 20 home runs. And obviously, that had a lot to do with injuries as well. But, I mean, it's guys like that, right? And then, I mean, when you're looking at Luis Robert and Eloy, obviously, two guys that you're really looking for and Yohan Moncada, for that matter, uh, to stay healthy, it's about their positioning, right? And that's why it's good, kind of good that Jose Abreu is gone because it allows Eloy to spend more time in that DH role and not necessarily stretch his legs as much in the outfield uh, where he was getting injured more often than not. Luis Robert, the same thing. There's, there, there are capable guys. Like when you look at Andrew Benatendi, he can take some of the pressure off of Luis Robert Jr. in center field to give him some days off. And that's what these, these, these gentlemen need. It's just an opportunity to rest their legs. When you're looking at Andrew Vaughn, who's going to be leaned on for a lot of the offensive production for this White Sox team, he never played the outfield. And he had a ton of games in left last season. And now with Jose Abreu gone, he'll be able to save his legs, work out of the first base position, and then, you know, hopefully maintain health there. But, but you're right, Mike. It sucks to watch this team and think that they're headed somewhere, and then they just get decimated by the injury bug year after year. Well, I mean, it's not specific to just the White Sox. Like, we see it already happening where Joe Musgrove, you know, dropped a kettlebell on his toe in spring training. But circling back to the White Sox, there is one bright spot 
uh, well, there's other bright spots, but Dylan Cease, <laughs> second in the Cy Young, uh, Cy Young voting last year. He's eight to one, the third favorite to win it this year. Do we expect another big season from Dylan Cease? I think you have to. If you look at the makeup of Dylan Cease, he is a no-nonsense, get-the-ball-and-throw-it type pitcher, and he's just gotten better year after year. So when you're looking at the upper echelon of pitchers in Major League Baseball, he has to be a part of that conversation. I think he's looking to prove that it wasn't some one-year wonder. I think he wants to show everyone the same way that he showed this White Sox organization that he is extremely capable of being an ace at the top of the rotation. I know the, the Cubs are kicking themselves, Chelsea, for trading him away to the White Sox for nothing. Um, so along with Eli Jimenez in that one particular trade. So I, I think that, you know, for that matter, I think he's someone that, that can compete. Last year I laid 50 bucks on his future to win the Cy Young early in the season, like in July, and I had plenty of conversations with Ben Verlander, Justin's brother, who works for the MOB Network. And, you know, him and I would just go back and forth because I thought Dylan Cease was a lock to win it. And I thought Justin Verlander would fall off a cliff at some point, but – uh, he found the fountain of youth and, and ended up winning that thing. But, you know, he's a, he's a year older. Dylan Cease is, 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 is someone that is, is somewhat coming into his own and, and trying to prove again that he can pitch those 200 innings. And, I mean, he was 14-8 and eight last year with a crap team, Chelsea. So the hope is that, you know, he'll put together a couple more victories. He had 227 strikeouts last year. He's going to build off of that. So it's just a matter of, of limiting walks. He did give up a ton of those last year. But if he can get a couple more victories, stick with the same uh, strikeout rate, I think he could have. I think it's it's worth a shot to, to sprinkle some money on Dylan Cease to win the Cy Young. Gabe, just a couple minutes remaining here in this segment, but wanted to get your quick take on the Bears because I know you cover them as well. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do with that number one pick? Yeah, Mike. I mean, the Bears. I think the I can't. You can go. I can go anywhere. I can go to the, the fruteria on the corner store. I can go to my pick up my daughters from daycare, and somebody's going, hey, what are the Bears going to do with the number one pick? It's like the number one thing <laughs> the city is talking about. And I, I, to me, it's very simple, Mike. It is trade the number one pick to the Texans before the draft starts. Get yourself some easy draft capital that you know to allow that team to move to number one so that that way the Texans can – put out there in the PR world who they are going to take with the number one pick so that that way it won't be surprised. Therefore, the, 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 the few quarterbacks that remain, the Will Levis, the Anthony Richardson, the C.J. Stroud that are out there, the remaining teams that are looking for quarterback help, then they can battle, fight, claw over each other to get to the Bears' number two pick, which would then allow the Bears to trade down for a second time, accumulating a ton of draft capital. So if it were me, it would be an early trade to the Texans, a secondary trade, hopefully to the Colts, so that that way you can still solidify, uh, excuse me, secure the services of one of the top two defenders and Will Anderson Jr. and Jalen Carter. Because I think if you go past four, if you're the Bears, you're going to lose the press conference. I think those two names, Carter and Anderson, mm-hmm. have just been floating around the Chicago sports landscape so much over the course of the last two months that anybody outside of those two uh, it will be a, a poor consolation prize. So the, the double trade down might tell. So that's what I'm hoping for. He is a host on 670, the score in Chicago weekend host on the BetQL network as well. And I'm going to hit him up when I make that trip this summer. It is Gabe Ramirez. Gabe, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, we legal in Chicago now. So I'll be looking for that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. Man, have a good one. <laughs> For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.